This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Gaten McKenzie, Patriotic Alliance leader, good evening. Good evening, how are you? Very well and yourself, sir? Very good. Great. So let's speak then, you know, it's election season coming up. Um, there'll be a lot of campaigning that is going to take place. Is the Patriotic Alliance ready for the 2024 elections? Well, I don't think there's any party that's ready, but yeah, we're getting ready. Uh, you know, we are, we are not fully ready, but we are getting ready. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> You know, when you say you're ready, you're just waiting for the date. So we are still preparing, and I think all parties, there's not a single party that's 100% ready, but I think we're adequately ready Mm. or adequately prepared. Now, you did quite a bit of change, right, in the central Karoo district when you were mayor there. Um, What what led you to be that kind of person um, for that particular area? Well, you know, uh, when when 2021, uh, just prior to, sorry, 2020, I said, I'm going to help the Patriotic Alliance and to reach uh, our target of 55 seats nationally. And then I would uh, just, uh, let the Patriotic Alliance grow and we'll give uh, new young people, young blood to take the party forward. And we reached 85 seats instead of 55 nationally. Sure. And we grew by 16 times. And that prompted the leadership of the PA to basically say, no, no, we need you to stay on. You can't leave us now. I mean, uh, you have to stay on. And and I then realized I'm going to become the face in 2024. And I called five of my best friends. I said, listen, I need to ask you guys a question. Give me one reason why you would not vote for me. I know you all vote for me, but you need to find the reason as to why you would not vote for me. And all of them gave me the same reason. They said, I've got, they would not vote for me because I've got no public office experience. I've never been in government. That moment, I said, get me the most bankrupt, get me the highest unemployment, get me the poorest municipality where we have a say in, and I will become the mayor in that municipality. Mm. And that's how I ended up in Central Karua. Uh, that was the poorest. But I tell you, when I got there, I realized that people still use the bucket toilet, the bucket system, mm. uh, on, on good days. And on bad days, they use the felt. I, I met people that 80 years old that there's never a flushing toilet. I met people that, 75-year-old ladies would go and use the felt for five years. And the temperatures in central Karoo, it gets extremely cold, extremely. you got to sleep with an electric blanket, basically. Mm. And I just said, you know what, people here, the buildings, the business, it, it was just bad. And, and I just said, I, if I don't fix, if I don't eradicate the bucket toilet in 100 days, I will resign. And, and I went there to help people. I didn't take a salary. I didn't take a police vehicle. I didn't have police guarding me. I didn't claim any cents from the municipality. I didn't claim S&Ts. I paid for my own travel. Uh, not because I'm better than other councillors or mayors, but simply because I just couldn't. I'm in a position where 
I have sufficient uh, resources to not be able to demand a salary. But also the fact that I didn't come, I didn't go to Senor Karua to go and take. I went there to go and give. And I'm very happy that in 100 days we eradicated the whole bucket system. There's nobody in Central Karua today that use bucket toilets. Everybody's got a flushing toilet. Mm. You know, the party, Patriotic Alliance specifically, um, it was formed in, two th- in 2013, if I'm not mistaken, right? November yes. of 2013. Right. That would be 10 years um, you know, in in twenty in November of twenty twenty three, what are some of the things that you put forward? And I'm going to ask it in twofold, right, Gaten? Some of the you know plans that you had for the Patriotic Alliance that actually worked, and some of the plans that you had for the Patriotic Alliance and the services that you are going to give to the people, or how you are going to assist South Africans that have not materialized in the ten years that you have been a political party. Yeah, well, I think, you know what, we all started the political party being stereoite. We all said, you know, we looked at the COPE. COPE got, in six months, COPE got 1.3 million votes in six months. We all started the party with that in the back of our minds. And reality soon dawned on us that it doesn't work like that. You know, if you want to be a COPE, you will go down like, like the numbers. COPE doesn't reach those numbers anymore. Because I think the growth was not gradual. And after 2014, where we didn't even get one seat, we said, let us let us make sure that we 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 grow gradually. But mm. what are the things that we've achieved? You know, the uncomfortable truth that nobody wants to speak about in South Africa, and people avoid this question, including Mandela avoided it, President Zuma avoided it, President Becky and in President Cyril Ramaphosa, all everybody's avoiding the national question on colored people. The fact that during the struggle, the colored people uh, were part of the struggle. You know, when 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 for every Steve Biko that you have, we the colored communities got uh, Ashley Creel. For every Andrew Zondo that you have, the colored community got Anton French. For 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 for. Uh, Every Solomon Masango, we've got a Frank Rivers. For any Chris Honey, we've we've got a Battle February. Now, what happened immediately, and this is what nobody wants to speak about, is the fact that colored people were then, the ANC was advised to say, no, you can't call, colored people cannot be Africans. They must now, you must, black people, black must alone be considered as African. Mm. And the divide was created right there, where colored people were not treated as if were not known legislatively. It was legislated that colored people will not be Africans, and we were shocked. I mean, all of us like, what's happening here? This is our black brothers. We in 1986, when P. W. Bota said colored people can join the tricameral parliament, colored people said we will only join that if our black brothers can join. And they were in solidarity. And the next day, the apartheid regime closed 500 colored schools. So what is the biggest milestone we wanted to create with the PA, which we did, are two things. Uh, we, set two, we set ourselves out to do three things in uh, the Patriotic Alliance. And I think we've achieved all three. I think the first one is we said we want to bring the colored agenda to the table. 
not to dominate the white agenda or to dominate the color, the Indian agenda, but we wanted to have its rightful place as equal partners on the table. We've managed to get that. You can see the DA. Everybody else is now colored crazy, like, oh, colored people here, because we brought the agenda. The second thing we did, we said, we need to make sure that we become a service delivery uh, party. Everywhere in South Africa, every day, the PA members must deliver service to the community, and they're doing that. Then the last one, which I think is the greatest one for me, is the fact that we have taken a stance that, you know, colored people are correctly placed because, I mean, you look at myself, my, my, my father is half white, my mother is a black suit woman, mm-hmm. and so I'm a mix. And most colored people have uh, got Indian cousins, white cousins, black cousins, you get that in the colored community. So I think we are best places, colored people, to bring South Africans together as one nation under God. And I think for me, that's the greatest challenge and the most, uh, uh, one we the best excited about is the fact that we want to bring all South Africans together under God. You know, there's, there's, there's redress, you know, uh, the redress they put, it's not working. It's not working when you say, yeah, white kids can't get this job or this race can't get this job. There must be other means of redress. We must find other means because look at the white people. They still have all majority of the jobs. They still have the senior positions with all these laws. So somebody must come out and tell us, this, tell the people this is not working. Let's find other ways to make sure that the redress happens. But this one, we're on. It's not working. So those are the three things the PA has gotten right that we set ourselves out. It's to put the colored agenda on the table, one. Two, to make sure that we become a service delivery political party. Three, to make sure that we bring all races together. And what do you think you may have failed on or have not gotten right as yet? Well, you know, we've never really truly been in government, you know. And, and one thing that I've learned from, from I think it was Dr. Corrie Mulder of the Freedom Front Plus, he said something to me one day that stays with me forever. He said he's been in opposition for 24 years. And there's absolutely nothing you can do for your people in opposition. And and, and we have learned, and I, we have been very scared because we've been in opposition. Basically, we've never really truly, fully been in power. Mm. Now it's the first time in the city of Joburg and other municipalities, Central Karua, after 2021, and you can go to Central Karua, you, you, I just spoke about the work I've done there. You look at the city of Joburg, uh, uh, Ken Kunene was a mayor for two days, and he shook this country. That's the PA way. So I'm not the only one that has done well. Where we are mayors and we've got power, we use that power. We use that power. We don't play with power in the Patriotic Alliance. And it's not only Gaten McKenzie, but you saw Ken Kunene, you see Kali Papir in, 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 in the Western Cape that, that wrote off the debt of the uh, old debt of people. I mean, we are moving in the PA. Mm. Now, let's then go to the situation in South Africa or in, yeah, in South Africa when it comes to the metros. What do you make of some of the situations that we find ourselves in? But before we even get to the actual metro situation, let's touch on the Hamanskral situation and what has transpired there. Right. So I think the Hamanskral situation is firstly very sad with what, is, the, the, what happened in Hamanskral is sad, but what happened after Hamanskral is even more sadder. 
You know where the DA and the ANC are blaming each other? Man, stop the blame game. This is no time to blame no one. This is time to, to prevent future deaths from happening. We will come back to whose fault it was. It's not now the time to exonerate yourself. We are not part of, 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 of any decision that has been taken there. But we cannot now come and start blaming people as the Patriotic Alliance. We must find out why the people dying. Who is responsible for this thing that we can find out afterwards? But this is an indictment on all of us politicians, all of us, all of us, including the PA. You know that we've come, you know, even if you're opposition party, you can't exonerate yourself like the DA is doing all the time. We are equally uh, to blame because we must make sure this thing doesn't happen. The The opposition is the watchdog. It's the watchdog. To make sure it's like a security guard. You can't have a security guard coming to tell you, hey, they broke into your house again. Yeah. Is, is this people, what is the, this might be some preventative uh, measures. So I'm saying it's very sad. We owe this the residents of, of South African apology, particularly Amon's crowd. But I mean that we've come to this now where people can't trust the water they are drinking and it's death. This is, this is the aftermath of corruption. This is the aftermath of, of incompetence. This is the aftermath of just hiring your friends. I mean, still today, I think I'm a bit disappointed with the national government that they've not, and I hope that they can bring in the experts and not leave this to the hands of the people that created the problem. To leave this in the hands of the ANC and DA in Swani or the DA is a big mistake. I think the president should, have, that's what I would have done. I would have intervened. Ten people dying is, 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 is a death too much. One death is a death too much. No, what about ten people? The president should really intervene now and bring the scientists, bring national, and I'm talking about international scientists if needs be, but we need answers. What if another ten, are we waiting for another ten people to die before we bring in the, 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 the big guns, for lack of a better word? So yeah, mm. that's my view of the thing. Mm. And I think we have failed the people as politicians, honestly, truly. Mm. And I mean, then there's the fighting. The I don't want to say, yeah, fighting, I suppose, you know, Gaten, um, or, or the the pulling and the, you know, the situations that just happen in the coalition governments, right, um, where service delivery is clearly not of the first thought that politicians actually think about, it seems, right? And when you look at a metro such as Tswane, now you mentioned Haman Skral, a lot of people also complaining that, um, you know, the infighting in the core, in, 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 the, in the house, right, in the caucus house, that in itself, in, at Tswane House, that in itself frizzles down to the residents and they feel the brunt of what actually takes place. Same as with the city of Johannesburg, um, and I'd actually like to get your take as to where do you stand as the Patriotic Alliance when it comes to the coalition governments? All right. I think, you know, uh, my answer is usually one that people are not ready to hear. You know, a lot of people will say to you, those coalitions are not working, coalitions are not working. I'm, I'm going to say to you three things. Number one, so I think, uh, I'm reading a book here uh, about Benjamin Netanyahu called Bibi My Story. And I found out that Israel has never not had a coalition. Uh, since the state of Israel 
existed is that coalition governments. Now we are babies when it comes to coalition. We are babies. We are still we are new to these things. We 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 will get growing pains. That's number one. Number two, I detest it when people say coalitions are not working. Coalitions are not working. We must we must. And I'm asking myself, prior to coalitions, did everything go well? Did the country work? With the uh, coalition didn't bring load shedding. It is it is outright majorities. You look in, in South Africa, the ANC uh, brought us load shedding. That's a fact. They can deny it all they like. You look in the Western Cape, how the people are backyard dwellers because the DA is unable to give them. Now, both of them have outright majorities. What I'm saying is that coalitions are here to stay. We must get used to it. And I think we're going to get better South Africans. Where I stand, you know, we were the only political party, the only one in this country. When the votes were still counted, we were asked by all the media houses, including your one, uh, who will we vote for and who will we not vote for? Parties were saying, we will not vote was EFF, we will not vote with ANC, we will not vote with Action. The Patriotic Alliance was the only party that said we will work with anybody. In fact, we went as far as saying that if the AWB had a political party, we would have voted with them also because we would have worked with them also because for us it's about delivering service to our people and not about pushing our agenda. Mm. So I think we'll get better with coalitions. These are growth pains you are seeing. And we're not going to start something we knew and even perfected. And I mean, if it, you know, if you do get, if you do succeed, you know, in the elections next year, and we'll come to, you know, your ambition and the plan of being the next president, we'll get to that. You would work with any with any political party, as you say. But what are some of the, what would be a no-no for you? If you know a political party approaches you with a certain suggestion or wanting to work with the Patriotic Alliance in a in an area or in a metro or you know in even in the by-election met you know those areas, what would be something that you would say we are not compromising on this as the Patriotic Alliance, um, and we will therefore not work with this particular political party? All right. Locally, it's very difficult. What we've done, let's say, for instance, in the city of Johannesburg, uh, we, we are different parties with different manifestos. And sometimes the manifesto is far left, and then uh, some of the manifesto points of the PA is far right, for instance. Let's take immigration, illegal immigration. The, ANC, the EFF is far left on that issue. I mean, they are saying that, you know, one Africa, open borders. The PA is saying build a war, uh, mass deportation. So what you can't have all your manifesto points admitted into government. Into government. So you cannot come here and say all my points must be adhered to. It's a give and take situation. That's what we're trying to do in the city of Joburg. But I can tell you the decision that we've taken in in the PA uh, at our last uh, NEC meeting. We've taken a line that is. We are not going to compromise on this one. Is that we know we're going to get eight percent of the vote, and we know just as in the city of Johannesburg, nobody can form a government without the Patriotic Alliance and many other municipalities. But let's talk about national government next year. We know we will get a minimum of eight percent of the vote, and that 
tells us that nobody will once again be able to form a government without us. We've got three uh, 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 we've got two, sorry, two non-negotiables. The other ones we can still negotiate on. Mm. But the two that we are not willing to negotiate on, anybody wants our votes should agree to the two. I think the number one is we want we are a religious country. People can say what you like, but we want God back into schools. You can't ban God in schools in the workplace, but people go to church. I mean, I can show the hypocrisy of this whole thing that now we are a secular state. We no, you don't. No, we are. Uh, listen, our parents and everybody. We are a God-fearing country, and we must legislate that. At the moment, it's not legislated that we are God-fearing country. We must bring God back into our lives. I'll make you a simple example, which 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 every listener today can will know. I'm telling the truth when. The, the big parties, all the political parties, when they have rallies, they have an imam praying, they have a, uh, somebody from the Judaism praying, they have the Christians praying. They got all this before the event starts, before the rally starts. You have all these bishops and everybody praying there for two minutes and giving the speech. But our school children are not allowed to do that in the public schools. But why do you want grace? for your event, but you don't want grace for the school children. So number one, we will have a big problem with a party that is not agreeing with us that God must be brought back. Africa must become a God-centered country. Because religion has a lot of things that grounds people, it, 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 it helps people. Then secondly, it's mass deportation. We want all illegal foreigners to be mass deported. And a party that does not agree with mass deportation will not get our vote and will not work with them in 2024. We are in conversation with Patriotic Alliance leader Gayton McKenzie. You, of course, can give us a call on 0861987000. Questions, comments that you have for Gayton McKenzie, you can also tweet us at PowerFM987 at Tsukhomaachi underscore. Gayton, I mean, you uh, are looking to be the next president, right? You've got plans to become the next president. Um, what would make you different? I mean, you've mentioned some of the things, you know, that where Patriotic Alliance will not, um, what is the right, will not compromise on. But what would make you different from our current president? You know, I think I think the thing the first difference was me and the current president is that you know I everybody I'm a businessman I come from nothing I've never been given B shares never the people can say what they like I've never gotten tenders I built myself ground up together with uh, things I understand uh, I've been poor and I and I've become successful I have been a criminal. And I have rehabilitated and I've changed my life. My life. I've seen the streets. I've seen, I've been on, I'm, I, I'm the right man for this moment in South Africa because of the life that I've lived, because of what I've gone through, who I've met, what I've achieved. Now, what will make me different is that I'm a decisive person. When I went to Central Karu, I got rid of 20% of the many corrupt management within the first month of me being appointed. Because I'm a very decisive person. South Africa needs decisive leadership. You don't need leadership that that holds commission after commission. I take a decision. And South Africa needs a type of leader that will come and say, 
you know, you look at the issue of load shedding. Let me make an example with load shedding. What South Africans do not know is that proven reserves of gas in South Africa, in central Karua, where I was the mayor, proven, not, not, it is 250 trillion cubic feet, TCF. Now, just to bring it into context for people that it's not in that space, uh, a SASO was built was 4 TCF. 4 TCF. We've got 250 TCF in Central Karua. We're sitting on the eighth largest gas deposit in the world. But we are being told by the Greenies, no, what about the environment? People are dying of uh, committing suicide because they can't get jobs. People are uh, going to bed hungry. You come say, no, the environment, the environment, the greenie says you don't dare do that. If I was the president of this country, we will stop load shedding with our resources. We get most of our gas from Mozambique. What happens if Al-Qaeda overrun the Mozambican army? We will be in darkness in this country. So I'm saying that. i make you one example. I can make you multiple examples. But let me make you one or two examples. The first example is uh, the issue of ESCOM. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got enough gas for us to, to, to not be eating. You have the best coal, the best coal in this country. And I want to show you where this leadership is really foolish. The best coal in this country is going to Europe. And now a deal has been, been put together where we'll be paid $8 billion for us not to mine coal anymore. Now that's madness. Hmm. Do you know that? We setting was 420 years of coal reserves. Do you know how many jobs there is? We can become the number one coal producing country. Now we're doing a deal of eight billion. We can make eight billion dollars profit a month if we mine all our, and extract all our coal. Now we're being told. And the moment we took the decision, 720 percent more exports. The export market grew. It reaches Bay Terminal mm. by 720%. Now, the people in Pakistan, the people in Europe are getting warm. While here we are told the coals are wet, our people must sit in darkness. Now, those are the type of things I will come in with decisive leadership. You know, uh, people have hijacked buildings in, in Joburg mm. and they don't pay while grannies in Alexandra. Mm. When we, we go there, the grannies in Alexandra tells, Alexandra tells us, hey, my child, give me food money. Uh, all my money went for electricity. These grannies will pay on time the electricity. Why you have these Nigerian guys taking buildings in, in, in Hillbro and then throwing champagne outside and making it rain, throwing money away. They never pay for no, no services. And these people are living like they've not committed a crime. Mm. You know, those are the type of decisive leadership I'm speaking about. In three days, we will flatten that Hillbrow if needs be, but they will get out. South Africa needs decisive leadership. All right, let's take some calls. Gaten Sifudi in Renfontein. Good evening. Evening, uh, 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 Gaten, and evening, Seho, again. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Gaten. You know, on, on other days, they buy Zani. Marfanan, they buy Zani, Jomi. Who buys that? They buy Zani. What the times you doing for this work, man? With the land. Because now you're saying, colors this, colors that. 
We are, we are, ANC has never done anything for us. That's why we are always standing on our, on our tails. So, so don't, don't, don't do that. Some of us support you, but then we need to start to say colors and all that. Include everybody, Denzel. ANC has never done anything. And ANC, it's a fake. Let me tell you an honest fact. ANC is a fake. What Kenny did there, we support it. And uh, he never did it because he's a black man. He did it because he's a South African like you. And let me tell you, we Africans on Swartman's, we were subjected to the homeland system. The Gallas were never subjected to the homeland system. You understand? And we suffered more. We don't say Gallas never suffered in this country. That's why it's like... All Africans, but all all of a black, but Africans in particular was used. And I don't, also don't support it because it's divisive. Mm. Now you are adding you are adding fuel to the fire by saying that. That's why you find on other uh, other uh, 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 townships in that are uh, occupied by colors. They don't want black principals, and they never said they had. Even in, in those places where you've got major support. Uh, 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 in those colored places. They don't respect black teachers and we are not saying anything. And that is divisive and it's not okay. You don't intervene there. And, and uh, the, the, let me tell you, the, the cameral system was, uh, was there and some of the colored participated in the tricameral system and they benefited out of the tricameral system. We would never participated in any structure except the homeland. We Afri blacks, we were sojourners in our country. You've never been called a sojourner that you are here temporarily, you colored people. But we're not for focusing on that. And my request to you is to stop that and build a country where there is unity. I respect you for your standpoint and your ideology of cleansing our township, of cleaning, cleansing our towns of illegal immigrants and uncontrollable uh, loitering in our cities. That's my request to you. Don't be divisive. Be a unifier. Good evening to you. Evening, Sifudi. Thank you so much. Um, Gaten, I'm going to take a few calls and then you can respond um, to right. everyone, I'll take about two more or so now. Lennox in Cecilburg, good evening. Good evening, dear guest. Yes. Look, uh, I, I think this is about time that uh, Gaten would have to use his opportunity, you know, to put context to the colored question. And the first thing, I'm actually going to ask this question in, in a two-pronged manner. Uh, the first one would be, in terms of the colored question, where did he seem to have picked up a problem where coloreds were not considered African? For a mere fact that from where I sit and stand, I know for sure that when you want to belong to a particular group, you make it by choice. You know, you can be colored, but uh, you may be half white. You, you can be colored and maybe half Indian or, or, or half African. And if he says that there seems to be a problem in terms of that, uh, which may some way, uh, you know, suggest that uh, the, 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 the colored is being isolated from or excluded from other groups, 
within the African context, or rather the African groups, in which specific circle did he seem to pick up a problem that brought the colored question to his mind? And the marginalization side of things, I call it really marginalized because I think for most of the time, the kind of rhetoric I pick up from him is that colored people are being marginalized. So I want him to kind of give us an idea based on what Yatstiko measure is, is he basing his, uh, uh, you know, things that he purports may lead to colors being marginalized. You know, what kind of measure does he use for that? But all in all, I think this color question uh, uh, issue that he's using is actually disinforming or misinforming people. In that way, he cannot be a unified. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Lennox and Cecilberg. Um, I'm going to take those two questions so that you can respond, Gayton. All right, I think let me first respond uh, to, to the second gentleman. He says I must make him examples. You see, uh, here's the examples I'm going to make him. In every colored community, he wants me to make him examples. Now, here's the examples. In every colored community in South Africa where there's a police station, there's not colored policemen. There are black policemen in the colored communities. You can jump in your car, go to any colors, and go and see the colored policemen. You'll get 98% will be black. Now, that's a problem for the colored community at times because the guys don't know Afrikaans and the old people don't know English. So when people make cases, the person writes the thing that they are not saying and they lose a lot of cases. That's one example I'll make. I'll make a further example to you that, you know, that let's take the most recent one. They've hired 12,000, great fanfare, the media, 12,000, uh, the premier of Houghton have hired 12,000 people this far, and there's another 6,000 as we may hire. If you can find 20 colors there, out of 12,000 people, then you found a lot. You see, the problem is we must be informed when we want to criticize people. The, 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 the X says that all opportunities should go to black people, in particular, in particular, Africans, in particular, Africans, that excludes colored people. That's the law. It's not Gates and McKenzie that says that. It is the law. We are not African today. Now let me go to the next uh, caller that says that, advisor. You see, when people don't listen, that's why I don't want to argue with people that, that years have stories. I said it here. I said we are for everyone. We want to unify. But I'm not going to distance myself from what is happening in the communities. And I can make you an example. I come from, I'm from, I live in the Western Cape, where between 2014 and 2019, April, every day seven young colored men were shot dead. It's still happening today. The ANC blames the DA, the AMC blames the DA blames the AMC. And now he goes further and he says to me that now the colored people did join the tricameral parliament. Yes, this is, that's the truth. Uh, Reverend Ellen Hendricks and them, we call them sellouts because they joined the tricameral parliament. This is, you have Lucas Mangope. So just if you, if you have Matanzima also that sold out. Every race that sold out, including the black community. Now, I don't say the ANC is doing a lot for black people. 
But what I'm saying is that they suffer. the exclusion is not legislated, like the exclusion of colored people. What is so difficult for you guys to not want you to face the facts? The facts are the following. In 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 in, in uh, Mitchell's playing, colored kids must make way for black kids in schools. And nobody cares about those colored kids. And I'm not going to come here. We are not a racist party. The deputy president of this party is black. The youth leader, Bongin Kosi Kanisile, is black. The leader of the Women's League, the deputy president of the Women's League, is a black lady. So I don't come here with racism. I come with sex. But, you know, colored, the name, the mention of colored people suffering makes so many people uncomfortable. But I'm not going to come here. I'm not just for colored people. I said it in my opening speech here. I want us to live together. I want us to get together. But should I now ignore the fact that, number one, when it comes to alcohol fetal syndrome, it's colored people. Number one, when it comes to school leavers, it's colored people in this country. Number one, when it comes to children finishing, starting school and not finishing matric, it's colored people. Number one, when it comes to uh, the least people entering university, it's colored people. Now, I cannot, as a leader, if this has happened to Indian people, I would have spoken up for Indian people. But what I'm saying is that we should build one nation. I've said that, but that one, he buys us, Funzi. He just wants to hear what he wants to hear, what offends him. I'm not going to listen to him. I'm saying to you, I want one nation. But how can my grandmother go to the clinic and she doesn't speak English and she finds no colored nurses there? There's a problem. And the moment we address that problem, the better. Then your last caller said, now you can decide who you want to be. Which country is he living in? Imagine now, like, I want to be white tomorrow morning. Then, then I can be white in this country. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You fill in forms. Mm. You fill in, I'm, I'm Indian, I'm black, mm. I'm black African. So, yeah, all I'm saying to you in conclusion is that I am the son of a black woman. I am the son of a half-white uh, uh, man. I want us to live together. I'm in best position to bring all races together. I speak the language of Afrikaans is my first language, but I speak my mother's language too. I speak so too fluently. So I'm saying to you that I'm not going to kick the can down the, the, the road. I'm going to deal with this issue so we can deal with real issues in this country. All right, let's take more calls then. Gaten, Aubrey, and Protea Glenn. Evening. Evening, evening. How are you, my sister? I'm good. How are you, Aubrey? I'm fine. Evening, Mr. Mr. Mackenzie. How are you, my brother? I'm all right. How are you, my brother? Fine, fine, fine. My brother, you are doing a great job, you know, with your deputy president, you know, Ken Kunene, that he was given uh, mayor for two days. But the drug laws, Mr. 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 Mackenzie, they illegal foreigners, you know, you know, the people that are occupying a, a, a flat illegally, you know, in the CBD, where, you know, you, you, they were running away from that CBD, you know. So, Mr. Mr. Ken, Mr. McKenzie, you know, I am proud of, uh, about you, my brother. You know, as you are saying that you, you, you don't play with power, you use it. You know, just keep it up, Mr. Mr. McKenzie, and don't listen to this noise that uh, Bomalema is saying that you are a criminal, criminal or what, what, you know. Because if you are doing a great job, you you will hear people talking, you know. So just keep it up, my brother. You know, I am proud about about you. But my last point, Mr. 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 McKenzie, I don't know how you can address this issue of uh, of, of, of 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 
uh, of the, 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 the colored community on, but just try not to be, just to be polite, don't be harsh, you know, because I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm behind you. So don't, if you, you, you take it, you know, in a, in a negative manner, you know, it, it sounds for me, it sounds, you know, un, 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 uncomfortable. I, I don't know how can you try to, 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 to rectify it or to, just to, 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 to come up with some, some, some smooth, you know, a, a way that can use nestemness and I don't know that you understand what I'm saying. No, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah but you are doing a great job, my brother, you know, because in this country, Mr. McKenzie, we have a pro- problem of illegal foreigners, and the ANC is doing nothing. We have a problem of, of, of drugs, people that are coming from Nigeria. Let me straight, let me put straight, we have a problem of Nigerians, my brother. These guys are selling drugs left and right, you know, and our government is quiet. It's quiet and it's painful. You know, that is why, Mr. My, my, Mr. McKenzie, I'm saying this proudly so, you know, that if I compare the National Party with this ANC, my brother, without fear or favor, the National Party was, was the best because I knew that when somebody kills somebody, you know, you will rob in jail, you know. But now Obri can kill somebody outside within 24 hours, he's out. Hmm? This, this is not the country. Hmm? This, we are in a movie, my brother. This, this is a movie. Mm-hmm. A low-shedding of every day, low-shedding of every day. People are losing jobs, and the government is quiet. No, 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 no. All right. Oh, that's painful. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, Aubrey and Protea Glenn. Tapelo, uh, good evening, Tapelo Maleke. Good evening. Uh, good evening, uh, my sister and your guest. Are you able to hear me? Loud and clear, sir. We can hear you, sir. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, we are... Um, in a crisis as a country, and I, I think I get irritated when uh, so-called politicians, but I think we ran out of politicians in South Africa. We, ju- we just have loud uh, speakers. Um, look, we, 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 we are at the brink of, uh, you know, collapse. We are about to collapse as a country uh, because of divisions that were caused by politicians. I think when we achieve, when we want to achieve a prosperous nation, um, we need to start with a prosperous society. Now, when we are going to ride on issues of race, issues of poverty and and the like, uh, of course, it will not assist us because um, even Thomas Sankara said, uh, you choose these things, I mean, really. And then the end result uh, must not shock you. Let me now get to the point. I do not have a problem with uh, anybody starting a party. We must reward excellence. Along my way towards excellence, when I get myself into trouble. I must not escalate that trouble to everyone, such that the nation is now in trouble. The second issue, we must ensure that the issues of social cohesion are not compromised because I want people to hear that I'm talking to them. 
And I'm saying this deliberately. For instance, uh, if I want to speak Sitswana now, I will speak Sitswana such that the Zwana speaking people will think that I actually love them more than, uh, uh, you know, somebody from KwaZulu Natal, when in fact, I am just pushing an agenda to get their attention and their interest. When in fact, their interests are not anywhere in my plans. So I am pleading that let's push for social cohesion such that we can build up towards what we want to achieve as a prosperous nation. I want to discourage this issue of colors and non-colors. It is just something that this, this country does not need. I want to speak against this issue of criminal or not criminal. This country does not need that. We need to work towards achieving a prosperous nation. But anybody who thinks will succeed uh, running on such taglines of a race, running on taglines of poverty, criminal or not criminal or what, I am telling you now, you are not going to assist South Africa. In fact, it will catch up with you very soon because ours as development uh, practitioners, economic transformation trans uh, activists, we want to move South Africa towards a prosperity, a prosperous nation. So all these divisions that are coming up from either political fronts or from cult cultural groups or people who call themselves activists, but in fact, they are dividing the nation. They will not assist us. Let's move towards a common goal of a prosperity and a prosperous nation. That's what I want to caution South Africa. That will not assist us of saying you are colored or you are a criminal or not. We are not going anywhere. Thank you very much. Thank you. Tabo Maleke, thank you so much for your call this evening. I'm just talking about not politicizing anything uh, that is happening, Gaten. Um, in the country. Gaten McKenzie, Patriotic Alliance leader, still joining us on the line. Thank you so much, sir, for your patience this evening with us. Um, I just want you then to respond to what the callers had to say before we um, let you go, but also before we play the voice notes. Uh, no, thank you very much. I think let me start, before I get to Aubrey, let me start with the caller that just spoke about social cohesion. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it is extremely racist to tell people about the ex lived experience, the left experience, when you're not experiencing that. Now they say, let's just move on. How can we move on if every week we're burying people, mothers, you know, in life, children must bury their mothers. But in the colored communities, the mothers that bury the young kids. Now, South Africa's got a, South Africa's got a serious problem. We had stage one of load shedding many years ago, 15 years ago. Then we had stage two of load shedding, two years thereafter. Then it became stage three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We are now eight, nine, or 10. I don't even know where we are. Because we don't deal with issues. We are in this trouble because we don't deal with issues. I'm saying deal with this problem of colored Indian, white, and black. Deal with the marginalization of the colored people. Don't make colored people better than black people. Now, people on this station behave like the government. They're now getting all hot under the collar. They are just like this government that they hate. 
I am saying, let us deal with this matter and say, is the current people talking nonsense or are they really being oppressed? Let's deal with it as, as, as people. So I want to bring that one to closer and say, never on the show have I said that colored people are better. Never on the show have I said colored people must get preferential treatment. I said there's an issue in the colored community and I made an example, I made examples, uh, 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 physical examples, which none of your listeners are arguing against. They just say, don't talk about the colored issue. Nonsense. I will talk about the colored issue, not because if it was black people that, 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 that are no longer being considered as Africans, I would have had a problem. If I would have a problem because white people are considered Africans that are born here. Then I want to talk to Aubrey. Aubrey, thank you very much, my brother, for your kind words. And I can see that you've listened to me. What I want to say to you is that Nigerians, illegal Nigerians in this country, the majority of illegal Nigerians. There's a small percentage of Nigerian doctors, a small percentage of them that's fine. But the majority is here for trouble. I went to Nigeria a few years ago on holiday. I wanted to go and visit that country. And I was finding some white South Africans there, and what did they say to me that will remain with me forever? They said, hey, Captain, how's it? I said, hey, how's it, guys? Are you guys from South Africa? They said, yeah. I said, yeah, so. And in the nightclub, this guy said, can you believe we came here? We have cocaine. We're struggling to get cocaine here in Nigeria. I burst out laughing. It's not funny. But I laughed. Because these white boys came to Nigeria thinking it's the cocaine. They're going to get cocaine on the street corners everywhere. And they're struggling to find cocaine in Nigeria. Now they come to Hillbro. They come to South Africa. Nigerians here are drug dealers. Now, people are scared to say it. Nigerians here are busy with internet fraud. Nigerians here are taking this country for a right. South Africans don't get jobs because of illegal foreigners. You go to the Western Cape in Cape Town, every house in the top suburbs in Cape Town does not have a South African working there. They have a Zimbabwean uh, domestic worker. They've got a Malawian gardener. You go to the restaurants, you don't get South Africans. Now, this is not nonsense I will stand for as a leader. They will be mass deported. Mass deported. We will deport them. Any company that still wants to hire illegal foreigners, we will take your license with immediate effect. If you can hire an illegal foreigner while our children don't have jobs, it is nonsense. We will not stand for it. We will fight for it. These people that call me Pandit Bomalem and them, I don't owe Nigerians nothing because I don't take money of Nigerians me. I don't have Nigerian people giving me money. Now, I understand why these ones, they must talk for Nigerians. Because they are being funded by Nigerian people. Now, he must talk. When I talk about Nigerians, he must also show the funders to say, that's drug money. He must also show the funders. Hey, you see, you, I take Mackenzie. Who doesn't know I come from jail? That one is crazy. Yo, who doesn't know I come from jail? I wrote books. <laughs> now you will tell the country, hey, my bandit. Hi. Something is mad. So I'm saying to you, let's talk serious people. That man, next, next year, will praise me. Watch it. He will tell you what a great man Mackenzie is. I was watching a clip where he talked about John Sloppe. Mm-hmm. He was finishing John Sloppe, the judge. Mm. I saw a clip now. 
he's talking about the greatest man of integrity. So today he's finishing me, like he's finishing George Shope. Next month, next month he will talk very nicely about me, don't worry. So I don't think very serious what he's saying. Uh, that one is a little fool. So let's talk serious things here because we are dealing with serious yeah. uh, Illegal immigrants will be mass deported. All of them. There must be no one in South Africa that must not walk with identification. We must stop you. The cops must stop you. Also, now South Africans are saying, oh, no, so you bring the past system back. Every South African is already working with identification. You are working with your license. You are working with your, your everyday that's identification. You want people to walk with identification because we want these people to go back home. I'm standing on that. Aubrey will make sure there are 15 million in this country, we are told. Most of them got jobs. And the ones that don't have jobs is busy with crime here. They must go home. Thank you. All right, just a few voice notes, Gaten, and then we definitely let you go. We've got All three right. minutes with you. No problem. <laughs> afternoon, afternoon, afternoon. Good evening, good evening, sister boss. Good evening. Hey, you have the boss there, sister boss. Mm-hmm. Our next president will push until get the seat in parliament that we guarantee you on the ground we are busy we are behind you we are behind you my brother don't worry parliament is where you're going trust me trust me when i say parliament is where you are going Amanda. Hey, good evening, good evening. I'm trying to call, I couldn't get through, so let me like WhatsApp. Please play this voice note. Abragaten and my beautiful host today. I think the government and its policies are doing a lot to divide us as South Africans. You see this thing of having things, it says, sorry, you are black, you are colored, you are white, you are Indian, when you are filling government forms and stuff. That alone is segregation. I mean, if we are preaching this whole thing of unity here, here going forward, why do we still need that within our government forms in every form that I feel? Why do I always have to identify as black when I'm walking into a government premises? When I'm walking into any premises, I have to identify as black, as colored, as Indian, as this, as that. Why can't I just be Ruzani Mukwebo from Pretoria? And then, if you are hiring me, hire me on merit. Let me be the best man for the job. Just look at what BEE did. I mean, what, what has, this done, has it done for black people? Nothing. So, we need to do away with these racial policies. Yeah, we get it. Very, the marginalized, the non-none, apartheid, this, apartheid, that, maramen, man. It's high time we look at merits and stop this thing as skin color, man. Hey, I'm voting for you, Brapi. Good evening, Sister Boss. Good evening. Hello, My President. salute my brother, Satsuha. Rona Soldiers, Mohai. Mami Lodi. Behind the 
will make sure our Good evening, Mr. Gatewell. Uh, keep up the good work that you are doing, my brother. These illegal immigrants, they must be chased away. They are messing up our country and the ruling party is doing nothing. So I'm fully behind you, my brother. Keep up the good work that you are doing and I wish you all the best in the elections. All right, so just some of the voice notes coming through for you, Gayton. I don't know if you want to respond to some of them or you feel you've really rounded up most of what has been said. No, let me respond to it. Mm-hmm. I agree with the, with the viewers that we must have one nation. One nation. The problems that some nations, uh, races are experiencing, we must deal with those problems and sort it out. And we must be, oh no, your ID, you must known, be known as South African, not as black, not as Indian, not as colored, not as white. We must, it's now time for nation building. We have been talking about this dream of Mandela, but we've not been doing it. So I want us to be one nation under God. Then I would like to respond and say, you know, uh, two of the callers said they are working on the ground, and that's what our people are doing. We, people don't understand that this country is the richest country in the world, mineral-wise and resources-wise. We cannot be so poor in this country and living in such a rich country. So come 2024, we are going to be together as people. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. Patriotic Alliance leader, Gator McKenzie. Thanks for your time this evening. <laughs> so Gator was just speaking to me you know, about various issues that... Um, he had addressed, um, but also the plan for 2024 as the Patriotic Alliance. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.